Hi, before we start this episode, I have a couple things that I need to mention. Uh, first off, this episode was recorded before uh, we lost Betty White. Uh, the world certainly is a dimmer place without her in it, but uh, so grateful that we have all the entertainment that she left behind and that by all accounts, she was just as amazing off screen as she was on it. Uh, certainly will be missed um, by all of us here in the Golden Girls fan community. Also, this episode is our namesake episode, uh, Sophia's Choice. And as part of that, we wanted to do something special for it, you know, kind of a special promotion for it, a little uh, something extra for the people who have listened with us all along. Unfortunately, this episode has some issues with static. I did the best I could to edit it uh, to where it, it wasn't uh, too obnoxious. Um, so hopefully you'll be able to get through the episode without too much of a hassle. But just in case you have a struggle getting through it, I don't want you to miss out on the little promotion that I mentioned. So I tacked on to the very end of the episode, too. So if you get partway through the episode and you're like, oh, I just uh, the static's just bothering me too much, jump to the end and you'll find out about this a little special promotion that we're doing to celebrate this, uh, this episode. Um, so again, uh, Betty, we certainly miss you. We're glad to continue to celebrate your legacy. And uh, thank all of you for listening. And, uh, of course, stay golden. How's it going, friends? I'm doing good. And hello, listeners. I am Alan, and today we are doing another episode of Sophia's Choice, a Golden Girls podcast. Sounds familiar. Does it? See, I, I thought I was thinking about this the other day. I'm sure anybody who's listened to more than a couple episodes would know that you enjoy to interrupt me when I say hello to start off an episode. <laughs> yeah. um, and I was thinking about it, and I was like, well, it's one of two things. It's either A, that Brent actually doesn't really like that opening, mm-hmm. and so he's trying to interrupt it in hopes of making me change it mm-hmm. eventually. Yeah. Or he's just being an asshole, and I'm playing into it every time. <laughs> so I figure that's, either way I go, uh, I'm better off to change it. I'm pretty sure he's just trying to be funny. Mm, I, I think that <laughs> funny is in the ear of the beholder. So. I'm afraid people will uh, stop listening if they don't think I'm in the episode. Oh. So I like to get in there. <laughs> oh, right away, right yeah. Away, yeah. <laughs> they know it's like, like oh, right, I can stick like, it out. They hey, listen. Their, their hands over the mouse button saying, oh, stop. oh Brent's there, okay. <laughs> I'll make a promise to all of our listeners out there that if uh, in the description of every episode mm-hmm. I say, uh, yeah. Alan, Brent, and Ski, uh-huh. review and recap whatever episode it is yeah. with a little bit extra after that. If, uh, for some reason, Brent's ever not present, mm-hmm. I'll note it there. It'll just be Alan and Ski, or Alan, <laughs> Ski, and Guest. Um, Alan, Ski, and Pick Me. Right. <laughs> so I'll make sure that you don't have to even waste your time clicking on play um, to wait to hear Brent's involved. So, so that's how much I care about our listeners, yeah. <laughs> is that I'm willing to, to give them that disclaimer. Yeah, extra mile, right? Exactly. I'd like so. to think... Um, like you could just keep my name in there and just like pour it over my laughter from a different episode. <laughs> <laughs> so I did something that I've some dubbing never, in. I've never done before in a recent episode that I edited, maybe a, two or three episodes back. I don't know at this point. 
But there was a part where a, a small chunk was, I think, uh, cut out. Mm-hmm. You know, because occasionally we have those little yeah, dropouts. Yeah. A small chunk was dropped out. And the way it worked out, it just didn't flow right together. But what I did was I cut a laugh of yours and uh-huh. put it after something I said. <laughs> 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 Only because it made more sense. It yeah. wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember what the joke was that you made me laugh at? Oh, and why it? I didn't laugh originally? I mean, I don't think we would have known if you laughed originally because okay, I think that's where gotcha. it cut out. So okay. it's like if I pulled it out, mm-hmm. you were laughing because... Or maybe it was before something, but you were laughing because I was struggling uh. with trying to find my place on something. Okay. Um, and then I finally went into it, and then you laughed about that. Uh-huh. Well, I had cut that part out, you uh-huh. know, where I was yeah. trying to. And so then the laugh didn't make sense uh-huh. in the context <laughs> of that. Yeah. But then there was a little part where it was actually dropped out, uh-huh. and the laugh made sense there, mm-hmm. and it bridged the gap yeah. to where you gotcha. know it was at. So uh, I don't remember the specific joke, and it may have been something you would have at least chuckled at. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's, I, I, yeah, I do remember what it was now, actually. It was when I said, welcome to the only podcast with abs. No, not abdominal muscles, Alan, Brent, and Ski. Yeah. And then I have you going, ha, ha. <laughs> 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 I'd like to think it was just originally just sort of like a small chuckle, mm-hmm. but you just sort of looped it Woody Woodpecker style. <laughs> right, and <laughs> 45 minutes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then I just gave a reading at <laughs> the end of the episode. <laughs> also, there was a show. Yeah. Well, because I feel like that because there wasn't a a big reaction right after it. Any, well, like I said, I think it cut out after that, mm-hmm. and then whatever came back, it almost went into a natural place after that. Mm-hmm. But then there was no reaction at all um, after <laughs> me saying that, and I was like, well, it, so it worked out. I, I wasn't okay. trying to, to give myself extra laughs. Yeah, yeah. It just. Yeah fit in well yeah, with what was funny. needed sometimes so. you gotta sweeten the pot yeah well and i might start doing that more often because it was like hey that makes me feel good <laughs> <laughs> so if all of a sudden it seems like my comedy quality is skyrockets uh-huh. and every joke is you know lands huge for uh-huh. both you sure, two yeah, yeah. yeah then it may be because of a little creative editing mm-hmm. so. exactly now do you guys go ahead I was just going to say, I would much rather you, you know, go the creative editing route mm-hmm. than to constantly, like, flash the applause sign and point to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, angrily, like, you see his look on no! my face. <laughs> exactly. I begrudgingly chuckle in hopes that we'll get our paychecks. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's in the mail. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I told you guys. I might have mentioned it on a previous podcast, but I work for a, uh, a company that... Um, does convenience stores uh, uh-huh. here in town and gas stations and whatnot. I'm an accountant for them. Uh-huh. And they had sent me a gift card. We recently uh-huh. acquired a new uh, a new property up in the northern part of the U.S., uh-huh. and they sent me a gift card, which they typically do around Christmas, yeah. for like 25 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was for one of those stores where the nearest one is 630 miles from me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, quick, John. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You were going that way anyway right. for... For something, right? Yeah. So my Next my new man must go to Kenosha to see yeah, Kevin Smith. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so you know, I guess that happened to everyone on my team. Which I'm here in Indy. A bunch of the team is in uh, Arizona, but our new manager's yeah. in Minnesota, uh-huh. and that's kind of where yeah. these are generally located: Minnesota, Michigan, you know, yeah. that northern yeah. Midwest part. 
Um, and so she was like, okay, well, send me a picture and I'll have it deactivated mm-hmm. and then we'll send you one out. That was a couple of weeks ago. So I guess it's been deactivated, but they just haven't sent anything <laughs> more out <laughs> at this point. Like, do you feel petty asking about it? Like, following yeah, up? Yeah, I definitely I wouldn't follow. Be like, where's my 25 bucks? Exactly. Um, <laughs> I mean, thankfully, I'm not hurting enough to where yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, I got a podcast <laughs> that I got to do and I need that yeah. $25. That's right. That's so right. They, um, so a lady, they did something comparable. No, not comparable at all. Um, <laughs> so, where are you going with this? Uh, so the department that I'm currently in, I've been with them since March. Okay. okay. So obviously I was not around for Christmas 2020. Right. Um, but they did like this uh, virtual Zoom Christmas party or whatever. Mm. And part of that involved like this trivia game. I mean, part of the, the fun is the game, of course. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, long story short, um, back in September, she asked about her gift card from last Christmas, uh. just <laughs> randomly out of the blue, <laughs> hey. like she had been stewing on it for nine months. She, and, she'd been slighted. Exactly. And so that was the funniest thing in the world to me. Mm-hmm. And so each subsequent team meeting, I was like... Hey, have you sent so and so their gift card yet? Because by God, you had us agreement. <laughs> I'm going every week's like there's a social contract, and if you don't, you know, I have no skin in the game. Yeah. I just the fact that she brought it up and it made everybody feel awkward. So I was like, well, I'm just going to keep bringing it up week after week. Yeah. Well, I, I would like to think too that you could be like, if they're like, why are you so concerned? Be like, well, listen, I wasn't on the team last year, but I'm pretty good at trivia, exactly. and I want to know that if we have a similar right, situation yeah, you're, you're, here you're guaranteeing your future winnings <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly um so and then like at, at one point you know i said something and she was like y- you know to be fair um my husband was sitting on the side and giving me the answers to the trivia questions ah. <laughs> which was just <laughs> such a baller confession yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> we've gone through all of this and wasted everybody's time week after week since September and now you're like I don't even deserve it really yeah. but I just doubled down and I was like that gift card is half her husband's <laughs> why aren't we stealing from civilians <laughs> I like the idea that the manager would be so agitated that she didn't get getting one of those coupons that's like $25 off uh-huh. a $50 purchase at yeah. Omaha Steaks. <laughs> it's just a Groupon. Right. Um, so anyways, like, and then like there were these various things like, yeah, so we've sent it or I've asked so-and-so to send it or, well, she gave it to so-and-so because they're so dependable they'll get it sent. So like every week there was another like, you know, Delay excuse. of some kind, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so finally, like this week, it showed up. Oh, okay. Okay. And so the girl on my team. In December? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) I I guess, I don't know. So anyways, like, (laughs) she like wants to let us know that it arrived or whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. So she takes a picture of the envelope. Okay. But before she did, she like crosses out her home address, (laughs) you know, like scribbles it out (laughs) with like this big black marker to keep us from knowing where she lives. Um, Strategic. Yeah. She posts the picture and I was like, oh, well, that's the problem. They couldn't read the address. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good follow up. It's such a weird thing, dude, because you're sending out to your teammates. Like, it's yeah. not like you're sending out to a random group of people, exactly. like, like putting on a public forum. Oh, like, yeah, like exactly. you're posting on Facebook or... Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. I guess there's some people that are more private than others. I yeah. don't know. So. <laughs> not everybody puts it on Front Street the way us podcasters do. Yeah, exactly. Do. That's right, yeah. <laughs> 
Everybody yeah. knows. <laughs> Brent, who won't even give his last name. <laughs> <laughs> I did a, I don't know, by the time this airs, uh, maybe in a picture of the Fortress of Solitude mm-hmm. posted on very nice. What, what, oh, do you mean like the picture of the shirt? That'll yeah, be, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be posted by the time we hear this. But I think you've had other pictures of your setup yeah, before, yeah, so, so so you've given that small glimpse yeah, into yeah. the life of Brent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like if you can pinpoint where this office is, <laughs> exactly based upon the sun. Yeah. <laughs> The shadows cast. And honestly, if someone wants to find you that bad, they deserve it. You know? <laughs> if they're able to calculate all that, then... Good luck, physicists. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure we have a lot of, uh, you know, physicists and uh, other high-level professionals. Tri- triangulating. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> just trying. Just spending all that NASA money on finding yeah. rent. <laughs> Anyways, well... Uh, Today is a rather special episode. It's not to Brent, apparently. You'll hear that if you listen at the end of the episode. <laughs> uh, they'll be a little bit tacked on at the end there of a pre-recording uh, conversation. But mm-hmm. today is our, our namesake episode, uh, mm-hmm. Season 4, Episode 22, Sophia's Choice. Uh, so yeah, um, and actually we've got something a little uh, special, but you got to listen till near the end. Um, oh, okay. I'll, I'll mention it uh, before we do our MVPs and okay. our uh, our ratings out of eight slices of cheesecake and um, brent had some stuff too do you want do you want to do yours at the time, same time as his well i think brent stuff oh. is probably for during the episode correct yeah yeah i just okay. have like five random thoughts that oh I like just, as okay i got exactly you. as you're saying something i have something jotted down understood it was just a joke and i was like oh i just need to make sure i get the word <laughs> on that right um, well i did have a few quick uh yeah. updates on different interactions we've had yeah you know we always like to do that we do uh, Jennifer Balbo had mentioned yes. um, this is she was talking about the episode where Bob Hope was in it. Yeah, and uh, she said this is the only episode where I truly wanted to shake the ever-loving crap out of Rose for being a delusional dimwit. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and she also mentioned that she had been to Columbia many times, and they used to have a dear friend that lived there that passed away in May, um, and that uh, that person would have been familiar with the coffee house that she mentioned there okay. um, because he was in the music scene. Nice, and, nice. Uh, had been around a lot. Uh, she also talked about how they had a shared hatred of Rachel Ray. Um, oh, yeah. And that the last thing he said was something bitter about Rachel Ray. <laughs> and then he passed away. Yeah, and that she was hoping that she would go out on a similar note. Um, <laughs> wow. Rachel, Rachel yeah. Ray. Well, not necessarily Rachel Ray, but just that it would be something similar, like, yeah. you know, the little piss and vinegar. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Support that. Um, and I, I, I'll go ahead. Um, there's like a, you, you ever see that YouTube clip of Rachel Ray shucking corn? I don't think so. <laughs> I definitely am not. Okay. Is it uh, pretty entertaining? Yeah, it's it's very risque. Uh. Like the way she grips the corn. <laughs> like like she like puts like a rubber band between her fingers or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then she like grabs the shaft of the corn. Mm. The shaft of the corn. It <laughs> starts like jerking her hand up and down. <laughs> the corn. <laughs> it's. I mean, it, it all it needs is a bit of butter. <laughs> And she That's go for on later. Pornhub or something instead <laughs> <Exactly>. of YouTube. <laughs> she likes a dry corn. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I just replied that I was sorry to hear about her friend, but that mm-hmm. uh, I hear that dog food is delish. Yum o, which are both things that Rachel Ray says. Oh, so um, I'm not a particularly fan or, or yeah. hater of Rachel Ray either way. But, yeah, I'm indifferent to but it. But I know a little bit about her. Yeah. We don't have any of her like dishes or anything like that around the house. Yeah, and I did say that you know hopefully one of us will get to take her up on the offer of showing us around the barbecue oh, locations yeah. of Missouri yeah. um, between now and then. Who's 
Um, somebody who's who's in Kansas City? That that's her. That's okay, Jennifer. Jennifer. yeah, gotcha. Mm-hmm. And it was a, it was Missouri. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we we're talking about Columbia, Missouri. Okay, yep. I'm on board. Now, now you know where we're at. We're on the same page. <laughs> it was two different people. Or... Fair enough. Yeah, fair I, was, enough. I was thinking about that the other day, and I can't remember why. Um, I, I was trying to remember, like, if we had a listener in Kansas City, Kansas, or Kansas City, Missouri. Mm. So I am glad it's Missouri. Yeah. And I'm glad well, it's I mean, Jennifer. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, we also got a message from CJ. Uh, he was just saying, saying that this is who I think of when he uh, hears Ski, and it's Skeeter from... Uh, you know, from, oh, from the show Doug. Oh, nice. Um, That's ironic, is it not? Well, yeah, a lot of people have compared Ski to Doug, uh-huh. um, but I did Appearance say... Appearance-wise. Yeah, uh-huh. and I did say I, that the, aside from not being blue, it's actually a pretty accurate comparison uh-huh. <laughs> between him and Skeeter. Um, I always imagine, um, like when I imagine you holding Camden, uh-huh. you know, it's like, uh, you know, Doug holding Caillou. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> There you go, yeah. <laughs> Maybe a young, young Caillou. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember trying to question my nephews as to who Caillou was back uh-huh. when Caillou first became yeah, popular. Yeah. And, like, what's the rest of his name? He was like, I don't know, Caillou, Caillou. And I was, uh-huh. So, well, that can't be his last name. So, they had me believing for a moment that his name was Charlie Caillou. <laughs> yeah, he looks like Charlie Brown. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, Looks like Charlie Brown if he was maybe a little dumber. <laughs> uh, we also got a message from uh, Stacy Watts saying that uh, she has never been more honored to be an almost forgotten too late to nominate MVP. I'm certain there'll be another opportunity for me to almost be the winner and another fantastic episode. Um, That's probably my fault, isn't it? Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize, Stacy. Um, but then uh, Jennifer had, had chimed in saying that she doesn't even have a participation award. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, Sophia's Choice podcast. There are she's our we're her number four podcast on her list as far as like most listened throughout the year. Okay, nice. And she said that she has like a hundred podcasts that she follows. So being oh, number wow. four is pretty yeah, good. That's pretty high, yeah. Um, which I was Many impressed thanks. by that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I, I and I said that I told Stacy it's quite an achievement, and that I'm glad she acknowledged what a privilege it is to almost but not quite be recognized <laughs> for such a prestigious award. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then uh, let's see, there's one other thing in here. Oh yeah, the, um, actually two other things. We got a, just a quick message from Tammy Becker saying uh, condoms, rose condoms, 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 <laughs> <laughs> which I appreciated. Thanks. And then. Uh, and then Angel, uh, she sent us a message. Brent had mentioned a little while back his recipe for uh, for turkey, like what he does, uh, mm-hmm. a turkey stew or turkey yeah, really? jelly, whatever. Yeah. Um, and she was asking for the uh, recipe, and she said that it turned out perfect. Uh, thanks again, guys, and stay golden. She sent a, nice. a picture of the yeah. turkey chili oh, that really she good. had made. Yeah. Um, and I I'm said Brent will be unreasonably proud. I am. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was genuinely curious. because um, So Alan sent me a message saying, you know, hey, you know, she'd like the recipe for this. And so, you know, I wrote the, a really nice recipe, mm-hmm. and I was very proud of it. It was a very Brent recipe of it, too. <laughs> it was. It was. I was very, very proud of it. And then I just sent it off into the ether, and I heard no <laughs> response. And I was like, did I just give somebody food poisoning? <laughs> did I forget a step? So I'm glad it turned out. Yeah, yeah. Apparently it turned out well. I would read the entire recipe, but it's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a read. So it's if you would a, like it. It's the great American novel. 
level of yeah. recipes. <laughs> <laughs> so by all means, send me a message on Twitter or something, uh, and I'll be happy to forward it on to you as well. And it's it's a fun little read, um, but it's too long for me to recap it here. It'd be like an Alan's deep dive. <laughs> it's like Perhaps could, another day, though. Yeah, you know? yeah I would say like, so. It's like saute the onions for two cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do... Um, Back when I was um, like a hardcore smoker or whatever, um, and I'd you know share a recipe for something like that. It's like all right, and then you bake it for two cigarettes. Was <laughs> <laughs> your timer exactly? <laughs> like so that would be like my frame of reference for how long. Now, stuff now, took. what if what, what if you got? I mean, you got some natural variants in that, but like, mm-hmm. what about your really hardcore? Like people just sucking down a cigarette and like nothing flat. Yeah, because like <laughs> they talk like, how long the cigarettes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what brand? Yeah. Well, Brent, it's been a while since you quit smoking, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But, but I will say. yeah. I, Sorry. And that's the non-smoker. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ruining but, my own lungs here. But I will say that there was a... Brent had an odd uh, way of smoking that lended itself to kind of an annoyance that I had with his smoking, um, but I never brought it up. So Brent would always smoke with the cigarette between his middle and ring finger because it was something where he had learned somewhere along the way about reading a book and being able to still have his index finger to to flip a page. It does make sense. It also makes him a shitty asher. (laughs) 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 Any place that he had an ashtray around, he just wasn't as skilled with those two fingers. Not quite the the good flick. Yeah, it, it just wasn't a, a nice, neat ash into the tray. Yeah. Um, um, like generally, you know, I'd be reading a book or something while I was smoking, mm-hmm. you know, as, you know, angry young men who smoke <laughs> tend to do. Um, so I keep the cigarette, like Alan said, between my ring finger and my middle finger. Mm-hmm. And then my thumb and index finger were free to turn the page of the book that I was reading. Right. And it, it would definitely work for me. I, I mean, it made it, sense, your, your reasoning behind it. Yeah. It's just you didn't put enough care into getting your ashes mm-hmm. into a tray. Yeah. So. It also allowed me to, um, so like when I take a drag on my smoke or whatever, mm-hmm. um, my, you know, thumb, index, and middle finger, then I could like cover the bottom of my, or up to my nose almost. Oh, okay. So it was like covering the lower half of my face so I could like trap in all that sweet, sweet lady <laughs> nicotine. When you were like, on your trip to flavor country. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So do you miss smoking? No, I don't. Um, I don't. Um, I no, I guess I don't at all because like I, I started to smoke in order to be more social and to okay. get myself out of my shell. Um, but now I'm at the point where I just hate people. So <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I want to be is more social. If anything, smoking <laughs> yeah. might help you again. Because <laughs> you know I don't know. It's probably been about somewhere between I'd say 15 and or so years since you quit. I would um, think. Or were you still smoking when you lived with us for that brief I, period of time? I quit in 2008. Oh, okay. So, so I guess maybe not quite as long as I was thinking, yeah, but you never smoked in our years. house. So yeah. I, I never, um, so it's been 13 years. I will say, like, when I first, like, became an official hardcore full-time smoker, because mm-hmm. um, I had, like, you know, a few times in high school or whatever, okay. um, and then but shortly thereafter, um, I guess it would have been like the following fall, you know, because I graduated high school in May, like people tend to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then the following September is when I became like a full hardcore smoker. Mm-hmm. And I was at an Iggy Pop concert. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like an all-day festival thing, but he was the headliner. 
but it was you know it was in Indiana September and it was cold oh, and it sure. was rainy kind of keeps you warm basically yeah well I was like I was just miserable and cold and wet and I see this these people just like huddled together smoking cigarettes and I was like <laughs> man I wish I was one of them mm-hmm. um and so, so that's the day I became a smoker. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Iggy Pop, for shaving 20 years off my life. <laughs> I bet he must have had some very pointy nips that day. Oh, yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyways, uh, but I, I, do you guys have anything else to update before Ski kicks off the episode? Um, I don't know if I said it, but I'm really glad, you know, Angel liked the recipe and everything. So yeah, I treated her right. I'm always happy when, uh, when they're, I mean, that, that's probably one of the, Biggest givebacks to a to a listener to this point, wouldn't you say? Oh yeah, I would say so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A recipe, so. Well, I would yeah. say a pretty big compliment. Oh yeah, certainly. To so. to go through and make the you said it was chili, right? Yeah, it's like a stew. Yeah, stew. Like Fifteen okay. B soup. Okay. Anyways, but all right, Ski, we'll go ahead and kick us off. Except right. not chili. Like I don't know if you count stew or soup because I'm not sure like how much liquid she used. Oh okay. So as far as broth, basically. Goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So. Anyways, but I'm glad she enjoyed it. So hopefully it kept her and her family warm and fed and nourished. Full, full you yeah. fed them, Brent. <laughs> they she were hungry <laughs> and they <laughs> they were hungry and you fed them exactly. vicariously. Exactly. With turkey and beans as opposed to my normal fish and loaves. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why you only fed two and then people, she comes I suppose. <laughs> and then she comes in here and you feed them with your words. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sweet, sweet nourishment of laughter. (laughs) (laughs) Chicken soup for the podcast listener's soul. (laughs) Turkey, turkey soup. Oh, turkey soup, yeah. Those people probably have a podcast, don't you think? Oh, probably. (laughs) I mean, just so does everybody else. (laughs) I just appreciate people taking a break from listening to their own podcast to listen to ours. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Remember that time Pick Me took a break from his podcast to Mm -hmm. listen to us? I do. (laughs) That's paid dividends. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly. I feel like I replied to somebody about Pick Me at some point recently. (laughs) Like, who is this guy? Yeah. But I don't remember. Is that two words or one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are things you mentioned that I don't understand. Please fill me in on Pick Me and tell me about the season one, episode 20. <laughs> oh, that is something I should announce, too. Season one, episode 20 finally hit triple digits recently. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> There's a constant badgering. Wolf. All right. Uh-huh. Now, the episode that came out 10 days ago also hit 100 episodes. <laughs> hundred listens i should yeah. say but yeah so yeah. but finally uh finally adult yeah. education has been listened to a hundred times as a um, professor cooper's follow-up episode has that one dropped uh, i don't think so i think it's okay. dropping here in about a week okay a so week from our time it'll already yeah, drop yeah, yeah. by the time they're so yeah maybe we'll get another uptick in yeah, could be. <laughs> People well, still a performance exactly. yeah. professor cooper's origin story right this <laughs> origin story <laughs> so. anyways we go ahead skip. you guys ready yeah i believe so all right, season is MLB. <laughs> season four, episode twenty-two, Sophia's Choice. <laughs> FYI, side note: we came up with our title independent of this episode. Yeah, I don't think any I of us were aware. I didn't even know it was coming up until earlier this season. So, were you aware that there was an episode titled this? Yeah, I mean, I think we're all fans of the Golden Girls, but not fans at the point to where we're like, oh, that episode mm-hmm. named this. Now, at this point, have you? Neither of you guys have still seen Sophie's Choice, right? Correct. I have not. Seen it now. So. I, I think I'm the only one that has looked into it and watched it. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's very very famous, obviously. But yeah, it's got the Meryl Streep in it. Doesn't it, it does. It's it does. Sad too, isn't it? Yeah. Shit. 
do you know what I just learned? I do not. Um, so there's a movie called The Legend of Billie Jean. Okay. Have you guys heard of this movie? I have not. No. Is it the one that's not Michael Jackson's lover? Correct. <laughs> um, that's not my child. Oh, that's but right. Yeah. Is, it, it doesn't matter. Um, I don't like Michael Jackson. Anyways, <laughs> so there's this movie called The Legend of Billie Jean, okay? Okay. And apparently it's not like a biopic about Billie Jean King. Mm. I, I've spent well, the last... Well, yeah, that's what I would have assumed. Yeah, I spent like the last 40 years thinking it was. And then uh, I was talking to somebody and they were like... You know, it's, it's as messed up as the legend of Billie Jean. And I was like, what did she do? <laughs> <laughs> and they were confused. And I don't know, apparently it's sort of a wacky movie. Oh, okay. But Yardley Smith's in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, very right. cool. I think I she's like a her child at the time. I don't think Billie Jean is the child, though, in the Michael Jackson song. Because it's Billie Jean is not my lover. She's just the one who says she's that just, I am the one, but the yeah. kid is not my son. Yeah. But she's not saying that Billie Jean is the lover. I mean, maybe later on <laughs> that may have been a, a something that he defended himself against, but... In that song, Billie Jean, I think, was the person claiming that he was the one. Okay, I think Billie Jean King is filing a paternity suit against Michael Jackson. could be. Quite confident know. that that was the uh, the, uh, the lyric. Yeah. yeah. Chris Cornell did that song. Yeah. I think you sent me that song yeah. um, when it came out, which I, I enjoyed it um, his because yeah. it's a very stripped-down version yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I like Chris Cornell. I do not like Michael Jackson. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Uh, Not a fan of the R. Kelly either. Really? No. <laughs> Just his personal life. <laughs> Is there anybody you can think of offhand that has a really sordid past, but you still can't help yourself from being a big fan? Um, like, are you like a big fan of a, who's that uh, famous piano player, rocker? Um, who, L. John. Not L. John. No, the one who. Uh, Billy Joel. The one who married his cousin. This is longer. Further oh, Jerry Lee Lewis? Back. Yeah, Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah. yeah, are you a big fan of his? No. I mean, no. I mean. <laughs> but not necessarily because of his past, just because you're not. <laughs> just because I don't like Dennis Quaid. Oh, okay. <laughs> he knows why. <laughs> so, But is there anybody that you can think of offhand that you're like, yeah. Like, I know Bill Cosby did some bad stuff, but yeah, I just no. love pudding pops. <laughs> so. no. um, I will say that. I don't know. Like, I've given up on Woody Allen movies. Oh, okay. Um, and it's one of those things that I'm still sort of on the fence as to, you know, whether he's a bad guy or just a creepy guy, mm. you know. Um, but I don't know. I just have too many mixed feelings. I can't enjoy his movies anymore. Fair enough. So he's somebody that I've not been following anymore. Okay. So, But that's probably as close as I get. Okay. Like, I was a huge Ryan Adams fan for the longest time. And then when all that went down... I was like, well, that's the end of that. And so, like, I literally, like, that night sold all my Ryan Adams albums. Mm. Um, and I had, like, not quite everything, but, like, 85% of what he'd released. Like, mm -hmm. you know, seven inches and EPs and different things like that. Right. And I just got rid of them that night. Wow. And, and my, my thought was, like, well, you know, I needed to get ahead of this thing because it's going to be, the market's going to be flooded with people getting rid of the <laughs> right. Ryan Adams and, um, I don't know that it ever happened or not, and I know the offer that I was given wasn't as much as I thought it was worth. But maybe they, well, we're not going to be able to sell this. Yeah, so who knows what it went to it. But you just always had a higher expectation of half price books than I thought you should have. <laughs> 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 so, um, but anyways, uh, but somebody like about a year or two later, somebody wrote into some advice column thingy or whatever, and they're like, you know, can we start listening to Ryan Adams again? And the dude was like, yeah, I mean, it's a personal decision everybody needs to make for themselves, mm -hmm. you know, but 
me personally is like, I don't want to. And I was like, yeah, I'm with that guy. It's like, you know, I mean, it, even if like something happens and he totally redeems himself, mm-hmm. I'm just never going to enjoy his music ever again. You know, he's just, I don't know. There are yeah. certain things you can't come back from. I think I am like out of the loop. What happened? Oh, he was just a jerk towards, you know, ladies and certain ladies and his wife in particular. And I was, don't he know. Kinda, was he kind of part of the Me Too thing or was he? Yeah, he was just, um, you know, just promising. It's like, well, I'll help your career if you do, you know, X, Y, oh, and Z. Kind of quid pro quo style. Yeah, yeah. And like he was married to the Mandy Moore and he like sort of stifled her career and wasn't letting her. You Mandy know, Moore is awesome. Yeah. I like her. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I didn't watch some of that. This is us. Screw him. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm on board with that now. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Once you besmirch or hurt Mandy Moore. Yeah, she's a national treasure. Exactly. You made an enemy of Steve. Mandy Moore, Ryan Less. Am I right, guys? <laughs> what, was, what was her song? Like, did she have, what was her Genie in a Bottle? Was that her? No, no that's Christina Aguilera. Yeah. Um, I don't remember have, what her big hit was. Did she have one about driving a car, maybe? Is that what she did? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I, I know I had to, she it's a been a while hit, since I've heard anything. Yeah. She's like, uh, my wife watches the This Is Us show yeah. and she does some singing on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's definitely the most recent stuff I've heard of her singing. Yeah. Like, we watched the first few seasons and I don't know if my wife still watches it or not. Like, I watched it because she wanted to watch it. And I was like, well, this isn't bad, you know, because I like her and that. And I like mm-hmm. Danilo Ventimini. You know, um, he's not good <laughs> in it. Um, but yeah. We've just not, I've stopped watching it. Yeah, I've only seen a few. Like I don't know. I guess I've seen a handful of episodes here and there. But yeah. she's always really good in it. And like you said, the stat, the cast in general is really yeah. good. But uh, yeah, I had her an old lady makeup and you know. To, yeah, changing yeah, time yeah. zone time not time zone. Married to like the poor man's Oscar. <laughs> I want to be with you was her first top thirty hit. Um, and she had candy prior to that that had forty one. So she's a. I don't know if there's one of these that is to you know like one that's particularly bigger than all the rest but um mm-hmm. you know, she's also been in a lot of movies and whatnot too yeah. so remember when she was in scrubs she yeah. was really good at that mm-hmm. she was almost the, everybody was really good that was in yeah. that i think it was just the writing and directing but yeah who do you think the weakest link on scrubs would have been you mean like out of the primary cast members I yeah assume? or maybe anybody who had like a uh, overarching arc for a few episodes or whatever you mm-hmm. know it's tough because I don't really remember um, one particular cast member being particularly yeah, yeah, yeah. bad. I uh, mean, they're still, you know, better than us, like more talented <laughs> than us. But as far as like the weakest link goes? Uh, probably the one that played um, Dr. Cox's son, the little child. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he never added much. Yeah, yeah. I'd go with uh, Carla. I Carla? Think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess you have to pick somebody. Yeah. yeah, it seems fair. Yeah, she was she was more the straight person than the comic relief. Um, yeah, yeah, more so than the other yeah. more wacky cast members. Exactly. She, she had to kind of hold down the mm-hmm. fort a bit. Yeah. So I'm out of the conversation on that one. I never watched Scrubs a lot. I never watched Scrubs. So. I've seen several episodes, but I couldn't like name specific characters. Well, that's a shame. You're missing out. Mm-hmm. Like I know, like like I would definitely recognize like Zach Braff is one of them, right? Down, yeah. Donald Faison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're uh, the two prime main yeah, characters yeah. of the yeah. episode. So. But, like, I, and Sarah could, I, I couldn't honestly tell you what their character names were. Mm-hmm. So. Say what you want to about Ski, but he don't want no scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's not saying that. I don't like they can't get no love from Ski. <laughs> <laughs> I think I gave it a little bit of love just now. All right, all right. I know some of the people. You're pretty effusive with the love you give, and you gave very little to them. So I think <laughs> the level of love you gave to them is equivalent to zero it's, on a normal it's, scale. It's not enough, huh? Right. <laughs> Not enough to register? Mm-hmm, pretty mm-hmm. much. 
They tried to reach him like he was their prime demographic. Yeah. <laughs> and still. They're just chasing waterfalls. <laughs> yes. You, you watched other guys recently? What? The other guys? The movie? Oh, it's funny you mentioned that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, no, I've not seen it, um, but a guy at work was telling me about that, the Michael Keaton bit. Yes. You know, and he sent it to me. <laughs> yeah, really, keep, really keeps referring to yeah. songs like, come yeah. on, man, come on. <laughs> yeah. You got to know, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I guess we should probably get into this episode. <laughs> People are going to start getting angry. <laughs> Or they are really enjoying it, and they're going to be angry that we switch into... A listen's a listen. <laughs> right. I can just run through real and quick. Re- remember, keep listening, because there's something special coming up. All right. Season 4, episode 22, <laughs> as we mentioned earlier, Sophia's Choice. Uh, this one was on uh, originally aired on April 15th, 1989. Uh, was it tax day back then, too? April 15th? I assume. I mean, I, I don't know if it's changed really any sure time. really sure when changed, yeah. yeah. Uh, written by Richard, I think, Vassie. B-A-C-Z-Y, and Tracy Gamble, uh, directed by our friend Terry Hughes. Mm-hmm. Very nice. We open the kitchen. <laughs> we open the kitchen. What? <laughs> so is it him calling him our friend? <laughs> or just... uh, yeah. <laughs> he's a close personal friend. I mean, he's he's one of our main listeners. Right. <laughs> this key's all about the Vassy deference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? That was good. Yeah. I would not have thought of that on my own. <laughs> I thought about it when I started laughing. <laughs> and then for a moment you didn't want to explain it, so you just said, "Yeah, that's why I'm laughing about the Terry Hughes thing." And then you're like, "Nope, nope. I got to share it." <laughs> it was worth the trip, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we opened the kitchen. Uh, Dorothy and Rose are sitting at the kitchen table when Blanche walks in excitedly, uh, telling them about a big bonus she's gotten at work. Uh, she then proceeds to tell them that she plans to get a breast enlargement with the money because, you know, quote, breasts are back in fashion now. <laughs> right. So, you know, there was that time period where they just were, you know, a thing of the past. I, I, maybe. Yeah. It's the gift that keeps giving the whole year round. <laughs> right. Then Sophia walks in and uh, Dorothy asks where she's been all morning because they hadn't seen her. Sophia explained that she'd gone to see her friend Lillian at Shady Pines, which she uh, reminds them is the the place that was like Sing Sing, only Sing Sing has movie night, right? Right. Is that what she says? Mm -hmm. Shady Pines or Sunny Masters? Well, Shady Pines is the one she was talking about. Went to go see her. Yeah. But, but, yeah, Lillian wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, This reminds Blanche that she had a message that she had to deliver to Sophia Explained that Lillian was uh, sent to Sunny Pastures, mm-hmm. gotcha. which to me sounded like a euphemism for being dead. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like you've been put out to pasture. Exactly. Yeah. That's good. Well, there's just a little exchange there that I enjoyed where um, she was apologizing for forgetting to give her the message, and she said that I was so cut up in my breast, I totally forgot. <laughs> and then Dorothy replied, It happens to all of us, Blanche. That's why I forgot my rent check, or that's why my rent check was late. Um, right. So that, that was, was a, a good line. A solid opening uh, mm-hmm. scene. Sophia tells the girls that uh, Sunny Pastures is a horrible facility that uh, the local seniors all dread. Dorothy insists that it's uh, certified by the state, so it can't really be all that bad. Mm -hmm. But Sophia feels that she still has to go check on her friend. Uh, Dorothy tells her that that she will take her, and Sophia asks if uh, she'll make sure to hold her hand the entire trip. Mm -hmm. Dorothy's like, why, are you really that scared? And she's like, no, so you won't be grabbing brochures behind my back. (laughs) 
Uh, we change scenes. Uh, Blanche comes into the house through the front door and immediately walks over to Rose, who's on the couch reading. Uh, she then lays out a variety of pictures uh, regarding what type of uh, alteration she should get. Right. Asking for Rose's advice. Uh, Rose seems shocked that the pictures are all of topless women. Mm-hmm. Blanche explains that no, those are the after pics of satisfied customers from the plastic surgeon. I feel like you'd want to see both the before and after, right? Because, I mean, mm-hmm. the after pics could just be people who, you know, already had, mm-hmm. you know. attractive looking breasts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Um, Blanche points out that the pictures are specifically. You think or, they should, um, like, do one breast and then take the picture so you get, like, a side-by-side <laughs> comparison? <laughs> I mean, I guess if they're going to give you a discount to, mm-hmm. you know, like when you're doing the surgery, like, yeah. hey, listen, we want to do this, but, you know, it's going to cause us to have to put you under twice mm-hmm. um, to do, you know, each side, then sure. You know, I think that well, would be. You think they'd have to wake them up to take a picture? I think so. Well, you'd want it to have healed because you'd have to have one heel so oh, that it looked, gotcha. you know, like yeah. the way that it would look after when everything was complete. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, you'd have to let the one heel up and all that. <laughs> so, I think if you're going to do that, then you definitely need to give the person a pretty good discount. Yeah. So. Uh, she picks up a picture she specifically likes, uh, saying that she might get her uh, breast to look like that. Rose asks, all right, Blanche, but do you think blacks really suits you? Yeah, I thought that was maybe my favorite line of the episode. Was it? it was in my top two anyway. I wasn't sure how you guys, had. what did you think of it? Did you have a reaction to it, Brent? No, I thought it was amusing. Yeah, I, I didn't, didn't think it was, uh, I mean, I didn't feel like there was. color? Ha <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel like there was any tinge of racism in there. I just thought that the picture was of a black woman. Yes. And, so. and Rose's was under sim- the impression that signature that was, naivete. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. Uh, Blanche again clarifies, though, that she was talking about the shape uh, rather than anything else, and uh, that they are regal and also 50% off. <laughs> uh, concerned, Rose uh, questions Blanche's desire to get a boob job and explains that, you know, as a young girl, she had developed early, so that growing up, none of the boys in her town liked her for her mind. Yeah. Uh, Blanche sarcastically respond, responds, get out of here. Yeah, the Blanche's whole reply there, I mean, the way that she sat and looked at it yeah. and paused for a second was perfect. Yeah, I really like that. Good delivery. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Rose sweetly points out that, you know, men are attracted to her charm and intelligence and that men really won't care about her breasts, mm-hmm. at least not with her around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. That She said, like, uh, you, can, uh, you can get the operation if you want, but men won't care a bit about your breasts. And then she's like, really, Rose? She's like, not as long as I'm around or not with me around, <laughs> something like that. Which it didn't seem like. Sometimes, you know, occasionally Rose will boast a little bit about yeah, herself. Yeah. I couldn't tell it didn't if that come was out as boastful. It yeah, just, not exactly. Yeah. Anyway, she was like, "Your your tits are good, kid, but as long as I'm around, they'll always be second best." <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Sophia and Dorothy uh, get back from visiting Lillian, and Dorothy confirms mm-hmm. that uh, Sunny Pastures is just as bad as her mother had uh, described. Mm-hmm. Sophia says it wasn't fit for you know human life, but that back in Sicily it would probably be rated as a two-star motel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the girls begin to lament the situation, and Sophia questions why society doesn't take good care of the elderly, and also why are there seventeen sets of Hooters on the coffee table? <laughs> yeah. Blanche explains that uh, those pics are hers, and Sophia is not a bit surprised. Yeah. Uh, she tells the girls that she'd like to uh, try visiting Lily on a regular basis. And ask that if uh, they'll help her with rides. They all happily agree to this plan. And uh, Dorothy suggests that they get some dinner. And uh, when she walks past the boo pictures uh, to the, uh, the kitchen, she comments on how they seem to follow you wherever you go. Right. 
And everybody's kind of looking at them as they yeah. you know, make their way out of the Yeah, the other girls stand up and stare at them mm-hmm. too, and I'm assuming observe the same phenomenon. <laughs> yeah. Now there were, um, so that ends that scene, correct? Yes. Um, there were several uh, mentions in this particular episode. I feel like more than almost any episode I recall where it was things that, a lot of people would not know, especially nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, there I mean, were a they, lot of references. I left them out. Cause I, mm-hmm. Well, there was one. So I, I'm giving just a little blurb on, on each of these five that I particularly noticed. And Brent okay. has some stuff jotted down, jotted down, so I don't know if any of them will be on his list also. Um, but she did mention, a, I, I can't remember the context exactly, but Sophia was saying that it was like War and Remembrance where you don't realize it's bad until the end uh-huh. um, or until you get further into it. And... Uh, now, just in case people don't know, War and Remembrance is a novel by Herman Wauk, uh, published in October of 78 as a sequel to The Winds of War. And The Winds of War has covered the period from 1939 to 41, and War and Remembrance continues the story of the extended Henry and Jastrow families from uh, December, from 41 to 45. Um, and then it was adapted into a television miniseries um that came out in 88 so i'm assuming she was probably referring to the miniseries um so. but i suppose it's possible she was talking about the book but that given how close, close in proximity in time, yeah. yeah it's sort of like the uh the world war ii version of the north and the south oh okay so yeah so i thought that was that was a, a book and a movie i'm not a book guy yeah. as you guys have yeah. mentioned um, <laughs> we mentioned yes uh, we, so we, we judge on that often or I, I was it was mentioned at least one time and I'll hold on to that until my dying day who said it uh, I think it was you actually I just called you a non non book guy <laughs> yeah something like that or I or maybe you referred to you and Brent as book guys or something like know. that it I was something where I, I was don't read near enough so. anyways it's like you, you said something along the lines of, like, you won't even read a book if it doesn't feature a giving tree. <laughs> that's, de- I, that's definitely yeah, yeah, it sounds like ski. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I have, like, I don't know if we're ever going to talk about, like, our New Year's resolutions for next year. But oh, okay. I'm going to read 24 books next year. 24, very yeah. nice. Well, this episode's coming out on uh, January 10th. Okay, so, so you'll be just start. into the new year. Okay. Um, I'll be one book down, hopefully. Yeah, let's then. let's hope. Yeah, you'll have to update us so kind of two, throughout, so the, two throughout the year. So two a month? Is that your yeah. patient going yeah. for? I have I do I, I read currently you know mm-hmm. and I think but I probably only do like a book a month maybe. Oh, okay, so, so you're trying to double your reading basically. Yeah, exactly. How about you, Ski? Do you have any uh, New Year's resolutions here as we're just a few days into the new year uh, as far as the listeners go? Um, I haven't really thought. I, I've, I've given a little thought. I definitely have like the cliche one where I would like to get in a little better shape and maybe yeah, do yeah. some more yeah, working sure. out. I don't know. Right now, give me a few. Maybe okay. I'll think about bringing it up at the end of the episode or something. Well, I want to do a better job of uh, engaging on our social media and whatnot. Oh, yeah. um, that, that's one of my goals for the new year. Because yeah. um, I do have like some, it's more fantasies than anything else, or, or you know, just unrealistic goals mm-hmm. of kind of a long-term future for not this podcast specifically, but for our podcasting in a general mm-hmm. sense. But I really am going to have to learn to market myself and market us a little better mm-hmm. um, in order to do that. And well, I think I, that starts with the engagement of I our could probably listeners. help with that because right now I'm doing like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Heavy I, is the head that wears the crown. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, that's one of my New Year's resolutions. And of course, those other uh, kind of general ones yeah, yeah. Um, of, you know, wanting to eat better and exercise more and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Dance so. on the graves of my enemies. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, Collect all the infinity stones. Yeah. Wipe out half of <laughs> you know normal stuff. Yeah, just yeah. yeah. Nice deep cut from 2019. <laughs> that's right. That's right. 
Yeah, I don't know. I can't really think of anything else off the top of my head that is really a, a specific goal for yeah. me. Um, but I think yours is a pretty good one. Yeah. It is, yeah. So then maybe on the 17th, maybe on our next episode, Ski will have come up with one or two uh, yeah. New Year's resolutions that he's interested in. Cool. Anyways. Has Dorothy mentioned Pablo Picasso yet? I don't believe so. Okay. No, I don't. Um, maybe. I don't know. Because well, cause, did, cause Blanche is talking about... Yeah, I didn't. I'm sorry. I like mean, the doctor stuff. Yeah, the specific Picasso. doctor. He's the Picasso of like plastic surgery. Yeah, and she said, "Yeah, you want to make sure he doesn't put a hooter on your forehead." Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. Because that wasn't that first scene where she was in yeah. the kitchen with them. Now so, that's a deep cut. Right? <laughs> so because Dorothy mentions Pablo Picasso, mm-hmm. um, IMDb associates tags with episodes. All right. So they associated the tag quote reference to Pablo Picasso to this episode okay and so there are 332 other titles in the imdb with the quote reference to pablo picasso tag all right um and most recently uh venom let there be carnage <laughs> received that well, how about that yeah so, so those two are related now in exactly. a way <laughs> exactly i bet there are very few lists that venom let there be carnage and golden girls appear on together <laughs> so We'll have to see if we can look for more connections. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you seen that movie yet, Brent? Yeah, yeah. Um, I did get to see it. So, What I did was, you think of it? I enjoyed it. Um, I'm on the fence as to whether I enjoyed it more or less than the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, was, I'm glad I saw it. And um, I'll, I'll pick up a physical copy, you know, in a week or two when that's an option. I'd say I enjoyed it slightly less than the first one. But both of them, I think, as long as you go in with the proper expectations, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. then I think you should enjoy it. Like, I think I probably enjoyed it more than I did Eternals, even though I would say Eternals is a better movie. Mm-hmm. It's just I go into any MCU movie thinking, yeah. like, oh, this is going to blow me away yeah. or at least be really good. And yeah. Yeah, it was fine. Like, there was good aspects to it. Yeah. Um, but whereas Let There Be Carnage, I went in with basically no expectations, mm-hmm. and, and it exceeded that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Are you current with your Hawkeye? No, I haven't even watched the first episode. I really need to get so in on it. So good. That's what I've heard. I think it's probably my favorite of the uh, Disney Plus MCU. Really? Shows. Really? Yeah. Uh, just so you guys know, we finally got through all of the uh, Winter Soldier. and. Uh, Did you like it? Yeah, I liked it a lot. And we got through all of Loki. Wow. Nice. So now so. you just have What If and then mm-hmm. and the, are, are you going to watch Did What you, If? You watched the probably. WandaVision? Yeah, say what? Did yes, you watch we watched WandaVision a while ago. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, but uh, me, like it was just this last uh, week actually. We started watching uh, The Mandalorian. Mm. So we're a few episodes into that. I really like it. And uh, concurrently, we watched one episode of uh, Handmaid's Tale. Oh, that's a good episode. Right before bed, that was pretty good. Mm -hmm. That one, I'll tell you, when you get into Handmaid's Tale, there's going to be part of you, though, that uh, you're going to like feel like this seems too much like it could become real uh, <laughs> that's what i've heard of. yeah under our current political climate and whatnot now um, I, I wanted to chime in with this if, uh, if you guys have other stuff I'll, I'll let you go but i wanted to say something i, I think i'm up to date with the little references well, we talked about make. connections okay to carnage and uh golden girls mm-hmm. well uh miss betty white was in a movie i can't remember what it's called like the proposal or Something with Sandra Bullock and uh, Ryan Reynolds, right? Well, Ryan Reynolds was also in Blade Mm 3 with Wesley Snipes, Mm -hmm. who was in White Man Can't Jump with Woody Harrelson, who Uh. was in Venom. (laughs) 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 Let There Be Carnage. (laughs) 
That's a Connection. little more of a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're having to go six degrees of <laughs> golden girls and you know. I'm just started. thinking about this in the back when you're talking. Yeah. So, so you weren't paying attention. No, I was totally paying attention. As but Brent was bad mouthing your family. You were like, that's why you were smiling and nodding because you yeah. were thinking of. <laughs> so, anyways, but you can go on with the recap. I think we at least have both hit our points so far. Yeah. Uh, like I said, we change scenes. Uh, we see Sophia and Rose uh, entering the lobby at Sunny Pastures, and Rose kind of comments that it doesn't look so bad, uh, but Sophia explains that the bad parts are less visible. I think this is where she comments that uh, you guys have mentioned this a few minutes ago. How about the War and Remembrance? Yes, it's you have to get deeper. Oh, okay, yeah. deeper into it, and that's so that's what that line was from. Then. I think. Uh, and Orly comes up and approaches them and tells them that you know visiting hours are over. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rose begins to apologize and turn uh, to leave, but Sophia quickly uh, stops her and concocts a story about uh, the, the fact that they're actually there to check in their mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, the orderly has a hard time believing the two women are sisters, uh, but Sophia tells him that's a long, sordid story. Yeah. And there's another deep cut there she we, talks we, about. Do you have that one? Well, yeah, she just tells him if, you know, for more information, watch Chinatown or to get a gist yes. of the story to watch Chinatown, <laughs> yeah. which. Chinatown is a 1974 American neo noir neo noir um, mystery film directed by Roman Polanski. Yeah. Will you watch it now with Roman Polanski being the director? No, I mean, no, I mean, no. I mean, I, <laughs> I've seen We'll go like with that. no here. That's I've seen what I'm it half a dozen times, so I don't need to revisit. Oh, okay. It. Um, but yeah, just some good. But it's, I do. I I think that's probably my favorite joke of the entire episode, <laughs> just because of the implication. Right. <laughs> well, it's starring Jack Nicholson and Faye Dunaway, and uh, it was inspired by the California Water Wars, a series of dispute over Southern California water at the beginning of the 20th century. And the film uh, was released by Paramount Pictures. It was uh, the director's last film in the United States, and features a. Uh, Many elements of film noir, particularly a multi-layered story that is part of mystery and part uh, psychological drama. Mm-hmm. So, in case Did you write you... that yourself? Yes. <laughs> no. All of these are pulled directly from Wikipedia. So, have you seen Chinatown? I don't think I've ever seen it, no. It's really good. Um, well, I guess, so two things. Okay. It's, it, well, it's really, that's three things because it's really good. Um, <laughs> it's... It's a really like Who Framed Roger Rabbit mm-hmm. is sort of the comedic take oh, on the okay. same story. Very nice. Um, okay. So there's a lot of similarities between the two, but as far as like the joke that she's making, so Faye Dunaway's in uh, Chinatown, mm-hmm. and you know Jack Nicholson slapping her around to try to get an answer out of her about her relationship to the other lady in the film. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes she says, you know, she's my sister, and sometimes she claims she's my daughter. And he'd smack her, and she keeps changing her answer. Oh, okay. But she's both because, like, she nailed her dad. Ah. And so it's her sister and her daughter. Hmm. Um, so anyways, when Sophia <laughs> says that, you know, Rose is <laughs> <laughs> her sister and her daughter, she's sort of saying that. That yeah, does add like a like some incest great, going yeah. on. Exactly. <laughs> and the joke is the incest. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it is a sordid story. You're right. Yeah. It is. Thank so. you for that because I would not have I've yeah. not seen Chinatown. I've heard of it, but now is that one of the points on your uh, little five point checklist? Yeah, just, just a bonus. Oh, okay, <laughs> I'm glad you knew that. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, so the orderly goes to get an administrator, and Sophia tells uh, Rose, kind of off to the side, uh, that they're not so much visiting Lillian as they are breaking her out of the facility. Mm-hmm. Rose, of course, is worried that they'll get in trouble or get caught, uh, but Sophia begs her, saying that Lillian is a really dear friend. 
Uh, Rose hesitantly agrees, and Sophia tells her that, you know, she'll keep the staff busy while she uh, goes to retrieve Lillian. Uh, she then pulls Rose by the wrist and directs her down a hallway uh, with some vague instructions on how to find her friend. Uh, Rose hurries down that way just as uh, John Porter, the director of admissions, comes down some stairs. Uh, Sophia tells the man that she'd like to discuss admitting her mother, a 125-year-old uh, lady. <laughs> uh, he walks off to get some paperwork, and Rose then brings up an elderly lady saying, okay, Sophia, let's go. Mm. Sophia you know, tells Rose, though, that she brought the wrong woman, and it's not Lillian. Rose asked the lady why she said that she was, and the lady, uh, who's not quite with it, explains that she's not so good with names. Yeah. Sophia then sends her to try again as a director of admissions comes back down uh, with a clipboard asking for some background info about her mom. Sophia begins to spin a pretty colorful story about her mother's entry into the country and some old war injury. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was another one. That's another little mention here. Um, she specifically says, remember the main? She didn't. She was a frog man and swam right into the bulkhead. <laughs> so if for any of you who don't remember the main, much like myself, um, the main was a United States Navy ship that sank in uh, Havana Harbor in February of 19, or excuse me, 1898, contributing to the outbreak of the Spanish-American War in April. American newspapers engaging in yellow journalism to boost circulation claimed that the Spanish were responsible for the ship's destruction. The phrase, remember the Maine, to hell with Spain, became a rallying cry for action. Huh. I never heard the last part. Yeah, although the Maine explosion uh, was not a direct cause, it served as a catalyst that accelerated the events leading up to the war. Mm -hmm. So... If anybody wasn't up on their uh, Spanish-American <laughs> War history, <laughs> now you know uh, a little bit more about what it. What is yellow journalism, you think? I assume it's racist journalism, basically. <laughs> That's why <what I'm laughs> so, That would be my guess, like yeah. hate-mongering type. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there, there's kind of a lot of yellow journalism that still goes on today. I would yeah. agree. Yeah, I forget what it's a reference to as far as the yellow. I don't, I, I don't know if it had something to do with yellow fever. Mm -hmm. That's like... Um, because when they were fighting, like the malaria that they got while they were fighting the Spanish-American War. Oh, okay. I don't know. I think that, I don't, that could be totally off. I don't remember. Hmm. I'm sorry. Either way you go, at least you contributed. <laughs> <laughs> you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> uh, so the admission director uh, finds her uh, story hard to believe, but Sophia claims that it's all true, or her name's not Sophia Pahawkins, which is a fake name that she had given him earlier. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered if you were going to because I really like that. Term. Yeah. But yeah, she starts saying, My name is Sophia P. You didn't cover the Hawkins. Setup, so I was like, Well, is he even going to cover the punchline? <laughs> Okay, well, well, yellow journalism is something that is very prevalent in today's, uh, in certain... Oh, did you find it? Yeah, it's a yellow journalism and yellow press are American terms for journalism and associated newspapers that present little or no legitimate, well-researched news while instead using eye-catching headlines for increased sales. Well, that's pretty much all journalism yeah. now. Te techniques may include exaggeration of news events, <laughs> scandal-mongering, or sensationalism. By extension, the term yellow journalism is used today as a pejorative to decry any journalism that treats news in an unprofessional or unethical fashion. But, uh, yeah, Sophia Pahawkins. Mm -hmm. The phone rings, and uh, the man excuses himself. Uh, then Rose appears with an elderly black woman in a wheelchair accompanied by an old man behind her. Mm -hmm. Sophia explains that, nope, she messed up again, and Rose claims that they're the only other people in that uh, direction. Yeah, that brings us to our fourth of uh, the five old references <laughs> that was made. This one I thought was actually pretty great once I researched it. But she uh, says that she uh, 
why did she bring her the parents of UB Banks? Um, Blake. Well, oh, UB Blake. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, the parents of UB Blake. And uh, James Hubert UB Blake uh, was an American pianist, lyricist, and composer of ragtime, jazz, and popular music. In 1921, he and his longtime collaborator, Nobel Sissel, wrote Shuffle Along, one of his first Broadway musicals to be written and directed by African Americans. Uh, Blake's compositions included such hits as uh, Bandana Days, uh, Charlatan Rag, which that's a pretty famous one because the mm-hmm. the frog, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then uh, Love Will Find a Way, Memories of You, and I'm Just Wild About Harry. Mm-hmm. And the uh, 1978 Broadway musical Yubi showcased his work. Wow. But I just thought it was funny because he was born in 87, 1887. <laughs> um, and so his parents would have had to have been you know, like 125, 130 years old. Oh, as, as old as uh, Sophia's <laughs> yeah, mom, right? Exactly. <laughs> so. So, so just to piggyback off of that, um, so when Sophia mentions Yubi Blank, uh, Yubi Blank, <laughs> and because she does. IMDb has added the reference to UB Blake tag <laughs> to this episode. So, you know, we mentioned earlier that there are 332 titles on the or IMDb. Picasso, right? mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, guess how many titles on IMDb have the reference to UB Blake tag? Well, I would think that there would have to be some that featured his songs because he does have some pretty famous songs in there. But 336 were, or 330 odd for mm-hmm. Picasso. I'm going to say, though, I would think it'd be less because Picasso is a very famous painter. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess 150. Okay. You have a guess? I was going to go 75. Okay. Um, you're both over. Uh, okay. This is the only title. Oh. On <laughs> <laughs> we are both the... considerably over. <laughs> yeah. Which I just love. That means somebody created a reference to UB Blake tag <laughs> and added it to the IMDb. Just thought it was yeah. well worth it, right? Right. Exactly. Um, and then, you know, Alan mentioned that um, I'm just wild about Harry, mm. um, that track. So that was co-opted by Harry Truman, and it became his campaign song yeah. in the 1948 presidential campaign. Um, and I'd like to think that, you know, if Roosevelt hadn't finished off Alf Land in 12 years earlier, <laughs> this song would have put the nail in his coffin. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, maybe it wasn't necessary. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I would agree with your uh, – yeah. I would agree with you on that. Yeah. So uh, Rose brings up the wrong people again and uh, says, you know, the last people down that aisle or that hallway. Uh, just then Lily comes down some stairs excited to see Sophia who explains that you know, we're busting you out. Lillian, Lillian seems happy, but Rose asks, you know, how are they supposed to get out of the building with the administrators and the orderlies just across the room? Uh, they're like, oh, they're talking. Sophia uh, says, leave it to a pro. He walks over to another man who's kind of sitting blankly in a wheelchair and gives it a good shove, yelling, run away wheelchair, run away wheelchair. <laughs> the men, of course, all run to help the man, and, and then the girls make their escape. Uh, we changed scenes, and uh, in the kitchen, Rose asks Blanche how her appointment with the plastic surgeon went. Mm-hmm. Uh, she details a somewhat embarrassing story in which she had uh, run into the office, opened up her blouse, asking, well, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Um, only to find out that she's in the wrong office, but uh, was later offered a discount on life insurance. Mm-hmm. Like, man, this is an Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> Dorothy enters and tells the girls that you know, she's exhausted as Lillian was up all night uh, needing care. She also explains that she uh, called the uh, home and checked her out for a week, so they're no longer kidnappers. Right. It's like a library book. Yeah. Right? <laughs> the nickel fee if she's late. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sophia enters the room, and Dorothy tells them that uh, they really need to discuss Lillian. Sophia stops her and insists that, you know, hey, I'll take care of her. 
I'll just uh, it'll just add a few items to my daily you know chore list to check off. After all, she already takes care of the three of them. Right. Not to mention she has to go buy a tangerine. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she has a full day. Go to the, the <laughs> hospital to volunteer. Yeah. Exactly. Work with the marching band at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I would imagine that uh, Lillian can just tag along to all those activities. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she seems pretty able-bodied. <laughs> yeah. Tried the firebrand. <laughs> uh, Lillian enters and greets the girls uh, who sit her down for breakfast. When they suggest pancakes, though, she says, oh, that's what we all had yesterday. But Sophia reminds her that she wasn't there yesterday. Yeah, but I, that was bullshit. <laughs> she has no idea if Sunny Pasture serves flapjacks on the regular. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. true. They could have had that. But she did, the way she said, though, because I, I rewound this just to check the wording, she did make it sound like that's what they had all had. So, okay. but. I didn't take it that way. But, uh, but you didn't rewind it, did you? Well, I watched it twice, <laughs> and I paid attention the second time. <laughs> well, I'll give you credit for that. All right. Uh, Lillian, At least half credit. <laughs> Lillian has a slightly confused look on her face, uh, but they quickly engage her in uh, some other stories about her younger years. Blanche asks about uh, being in the Ziegfeld Follies, an old-timey variety show. Do you have more on that? That now? is my final, uh, my final little mention of this episode. Go for it. Yeah, the Ziegfeld Follies was a series of elaborate theatrical review productions on Broadway in New York City from 1907 to 1931 with renewals in 34 and 36, and they became a radio program in 32 and 36 as the Ziegfeld Follies on the air. But I would assume that uh, she would have been there on Broadway sometime in the, you know, well, and then, 30s. And the part I read, that it seems like uh, the Ziegfeld Follies were famous for their attractive young ladies. Yeah. So uh, Lillian says that, yeah, she was, you know, almost as pretty as Blanche, but with bigger breasts. Yeah, that was a funny line. That's a recurring trend here in the, in the episode. Uh, Dorothy shoots a look at Blanche just to see how she'll react to that one. Uh, she asks, uh, Lillian asks to take a bath before breakfast, and Sophia guides her out of the room. The girls think about how cute the two elderly ladies are hanging out. Didn't she say it had been a while? Say what? Didn't she say it had been a while? Well, since, since her bath. Yeah, something maybe, like that. Maybe, maybe. I, I don't remember that, but maybe. Uh, just, the, just then, though, we hear broken glass in the mm-hmm. uh, living room. The girls, of course, all go to check it out and find Lily, uh, Lillian, who's clearly disoriented, uh, not rec- recognizing the house or the girls. Mm-hmm. Dorothy reminds her who she is and that they had brought her to the house uh, the night before. Uh, then they, they, they then take her to uh, take her bath while Sophia takes a, a nap on the couch. But she's at first kind of uh, ornier about it, saying, mm. well, you don't think I can hold, you know, handle it? You know, right. Uh, on your way out, get the lights. <laughs> she kind of lays <laughs> down on the couch. Yeah. Uh, we change scenes, and we see Rose uh, entering the kitchen where uh, the other girls are sitting, and Dorothy starts uh, to get up saying, well, I guess it's my shift. But Rose says, no, no, no I think uh, Lillian is finally sleeping. Dorothy says, good, that she's been she's not been so exhausted since her wedding night, which I had to question that because we've had lots of episodes where they've had late nights and talk about how tired they are. Yeah. You think they would have been at least that exhausted when they you know, were going to that game show and end up having to sleep in the uh, lobby of the hotel? Or, <laughs> yeah. or uh, did they have a dance competition that went on yeah, for a long yeah. time? Yeah, you would have certainly time? thought they would have been really exhausted after that. Mm-hmm. Must have been a full day killing minks in your garage. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exhausting. Tucker, yeah. yeah, but it's like when you're doing what you love, it doesn't feel like work. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a, the passion drives you. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> The, the rush of energy mm-hmm. when the, when you when you make the kill, Brent. <laughs> okay, duly noted. 
Uh, Dorothy says that, you know, oh, so, since she hadn't been that tired since her wedding night, Blanche chimes in that, you know, a night full of passion should be tiring out. But Dorothy corrects her, saying that, oh, no, I wasn't tired from that. I was tired from picking up beer cans from Stan's poker buddies. The girls all discuss how, you know, caring for Lillian is a full-time job. And Dorothy kind of muses at the fact that her mother had initially planned to care for her by herself. But, uh, you know, it's a handful for all of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, They again talk about how the elderly deserve uh, better care. And Blanche tells a story about an old southern man named Ben that was able to sit uh, on the front porch and whittle all day, knowing that his family would take care care of him. Uh, He stayed on that porch until one sad day when uh, he was sent to prison on a morals charge. (laughs) So Ben being sent up the river is the second time someone from Blanche's past has received a morals charge. (laughs) I remembered that. Yeah, so Professor Cooper's lucky Blanche didn't try to pin that rap on him as well. (laughs) Not yet. Yeah. Could be reoccurring. Yeah. He might have already been on probation for all we know. (laughs) Uh, they think for a moment about their own future and how you know they may someday be in a similar situation. Uh, Going up t- on a morals charge? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Blanche especially, but uh, no, about uh, elderly care and need. Sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, they then turn their attention back to uh, Lillian and what to do next. Dorothy decides that you know she's going to march on over to Sunny Pastures and force them to do a better uh, or do better for the residents. Mm-hmm. And she can be pretty tough when she tries. And she needs only one thing, her mother to go with her. Yeah, I thought that was kind of a silly joke. I didn't care for that one. Yeah. But that was the only joke that I felt like was a dud in the episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were some that, you know, were better than others or whatever. Well, I would but say she's pretty tough most of the time. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too, is like Dorothy's, you know, pretty much a hard oh, ass. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy and Sophia. Oh, change scene. Sorry. Did you have some, Brent? No, I'm oh. good. Thank you, though. Dorothy and Sophia enter uh, an office where a man at a desk full of uh, disheveled papers is uh, arguing on the phone about a bill. Mm-hmm. Angry, he uh, grabs several papers saying, the world is bringing me problems, and then turns to them and says, and you are? Sophia quips back, we are the world. <laughs> yeah. Which that was my favorite line right there. That was a solid one. That was my favorite Sophia line. It's like, problems, problems, problems. The world's bringing me problems, <laughs> and you guys are? We are the world. Uh, they attempt to speak to the man, but the phone rings every time Dorothy tries to talk. Eventually, he decides to just let it ring, uh, but it's so loud and intrusive that Dorothy tells him simply to answer it. Uh, eventually, they explain that they have several complaints about the facility and that Lillian needs uh, better care now, and I can't wait for all this you know, procedure. Right. The man agrees and wishes he could do more. He tells the women that Sunny Pastor's operates at a loss and that the government helps subsidize the rest to uh, just reach minimum standards. Yeah. He says he'd love to help Lillian and all of, uh, all of his patients, but they have limited resources and ideas, but he is open to, to suggestions. Right. He's also open to the admissions guy bringing in even more people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the phone, that's true, yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, the phone begins to ring again, and he goes to uh, back to answering it. Sophia and Dorothy kind of just look there to sit there looking dejected. Uh, we change scene one last time, and Sophia and Dorothy are back home, and Blanche asks how the meeting went. They explain that it went terrible and that the facility just can't help them. Dorothy comments that the, the money must make the world go around, and Sophia retorts that uh, at 80 or 90, just getting up too fast makes the world go around. 
Uh, Rose enters and excitedly tells the girls that after looking around town all day, she thinks she may have found the perfect place for uh, Lillian. Uh, she tells them that it's not as nice as Shady Pines, but the staff cares, and the residents all seem happy. They are ecstatic by this news until she explains that it'll cost an additional 150 a month. Uh, Dorothy angrily acts like this is the uh, ultimate deal breaker, mm-hmm. saying like, "Who has an extra 150 a month?" Yeah, which a lot of people. That's the answer. A lot of people have. And it'd be 37.50 per girl. I, <laughs> so, I hadn't even parsed it out that yeah, way, but I mean, I'm like 150. Eh. I mean, 150 a month is a significant commitment. But it is. Well, especially for month, someone on a really tight budget. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's what, 15 loin of porks. <laughs> well, and then I thought back to myself. I was like, no, that's absolutely a valid statement because think about how many failed, like, money-making schemes are always trying to make extra money because mm. they're always broke. That is true. So 150, man, that must just be nothing they could possibly afford. Yep. <laughs> Except... <laughs> Yeah, Blanche pipes in with the idea to use her bonus check to help cover uh, the remaining balance. Mm-hmm. She says that Lillian should be covered for at least two years with the money from her, quote, bosom account. Yeah, I, I like the name of her account. <laughs> um, and so you figured that her bonus would have been at least $3,600 if yeah. it's going to cover her for two years. Maybe like a $4,000 bonus. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good bonus from a museum job. Yeah. So. Better not be using our fucking government subsidies to give that bonus out. <laughs> maybe, of the arts. maybe she said, <laughs> maybe she uh, sold a hashtag Picasso. Yeah, it could be. She sold a, a Vandermeer. What was the guy's name? Oh yeah, I can't remember his name offhand, but oh, yeah. the the <laughs> yeah, yeah. painter that we yeah. an original of his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he died or something. Well, he didn't die, but they thought he was going to. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Sophia saved him, right? Yeah, that's right. With her blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, the girls are very proud of Blanche and explain that, you know, having uh, Lillian around remind, or she explains that having Lillian around reminded her that her problems are relatively minor in comparison. Mm-hmm. And Rose, this is a great line, adds that, you know, situations like this really does do make your breasts seem rather small. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite Making mountains out of molehills. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> despite the happy ending, the girls still feel uneasy knowing that uh, many seniors don't have the same luck and are still forced to live in uh, the remaining years or days in unsavory conditions, and that they, too, will be uh, elderly soon. Mm-hmm. They all kind of hug each other and make a pact that they will be uh, there for each other always to help care for one another, uh, even if they do end up in a nursing facility. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rose's face gets kind of serious, and she asks, what happens when there's only one of us left? Yeah, kind of I thought prescient was, for her, yeah. Yeah, I was like, well, odd that she would bring the, that one up. Mm-hmm. Well, they they mentioned on the IMDb that they're sitting from left to right, the order in which they died in real life. Oh, my gosh, really? Yeah, because yeah. um, it goes um, uh, Sophia, Dorothy, Blanche, and then Rose, and that's the order they died. Wow. So, hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. Or I, will have died. Specifically yeah. ironic for the next line because the closing line is mm-hmm. Sophia pipes in and tells them, don't, you know, very confidently, don't worry, I can take care of myself. That was a great closing line for the episode. So, um, we had a handful of guest actors in that episode. Not not a ton. Um, mm-hmm. I, it could have been a lot more if uh, more people had spoken. But thankfully, there weren't a lot that talked. Yeah. Um, of course, uh, we had a uh, Ellen uh, Abertini Dow yeah. played Lillian. Uh, Hundred ten titles to her name. Won't go through those because this was her second time on the Golden Girls mm-hmm. this season. Actually, yeah. she was on it early this season. America's favorite rapping granny. Exactly. That's my favorite role of hers. Um, yeah, she was on the Days and Nights of Sophia Petrillo, mm-hmm. and uh, then she, as Sarah in that one, and then she comes back in season six for one more, one more appearance as yet a third character. 
Um, was it she also in the proposal? Uh, probably. I don't remember at this point. Um, oh, you mean as far as episodes go? No, it's as far as like the movie with the movie uh, we just oh. talked about. Yeah. Sandra Bullock. <laughs> uh, <laughs> another connection. Was she? So. Was, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't Maybe remember. Maybe she was. I, don't know. I thought so. so. Uh, then we had a uh, Ron Orbach. He played Dan Cummings. Uh, Fifty-eight titles to his name. Only Golden Girls. Um, he was the DMV tester in Clueless, which I just watched for the first time recently. And you was, had never seen that one? No, and I was mighty underwhelmed. Um, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's one of those things where, where it's like if you grew up loving it, then you still love it. Like Sherry still enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, but I think because I, I didn't see it back when all of those references and and whatnot were timely, it, it uh-huh. didn't. It, I don't know. I just didn't find it. It, it was fine. It was but, all right. But you still caught the references. You're like, oh, yeah, he's sure. going to take his cranberry CD to the quad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I got it. But um, anyway, I figure, though, you probably know Ron Orbach most as the uh, for his 29 episodes of uh, Jungle Junction as Toad Hog. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, we also had uh, Mark Morocco. He played the Orderly. Uh, five titles to his name, and this is his only Golden Girls. Stanley Ullman played John Gale. There's 14 titles to his name, and again, his only Golden Girls. And then uh, Margaret Wheeler, she played Woman Number One, uh, 38 titles to her name, and this is her only Golden Girls. She reprised her role in Mr. Belvedere for one episode as also Woman Number One. Ooh, so I'm assuming. Yes. I like it. <laughs> so, anyways. It seems um, like she did a good job in both. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, she, she must have impressed them so much as woman number one in that episode of Golden Girls. They had to bring her in when that role came available again. Right. Um, she got typecast. Yeah, <laughs> she really was pretty typecast. A lot of her 38 episodes were old woman or, or something along those lines. But maybe she didn't start acting till a little later. I'm not. I don't remember offhand. So uh, I did though say that I had a, a special announcement that I would Indeed do prior. So to commemorate our. Uh, coming to this namesake episode that we have um, for anybody that contacts us okay no special requirements you just have to contact us and, and i guess share your address with us um, through one form or another we will send out the first piece ever of sophia's choice merchandise, Ooh, we have merchandise? Uh, not yet it's on its way um, uh-huh. but a sticker with our logo on it will go out to anybody uh-huh. Who contacts us within the first week that this is on? So you have this is coming out January 10th. If you're listening to it after the 17th, then don't bother. Um, but if you <laughs> send us a message, you can. Yeah, exactly. 2021. Um, if you send us a message on Twitter, um, it's at Sophia's Choice PC on uh, wait, the wait, Facebook wait, wait, page. Wait. Yes. You said 2021. So 2022. Yeah, you're saying yeah, sorry. 20. Sorry, yeah, that's Brent screw up, but I co-signed it. <laughs> <laughs> Is this uh, for continental United States only? No, you can. If uh, definitely knew me, by all means, please contact us. Same thing for, uh, thing, same thing for Tammy up in Canada mm-hmm. and anybody else worldwide. If you hear this episode and would like a sticker with our logo on it, mm-hmm. uh, we will happily send it out to you. Um, like I said, there's four ways to get in touch with us: the Twitter account, um, the Facebook page. You can email us at Sophia's Choice uh, at Gmail, and you can also uh, send it through. Um, our uh, Instagram account as well. Mm-hmm. So 
any of those opportunity options uh, you can send us like i said you have to be comfortable enough i guess to send us your address which brent probably would not want the sticker enough to give me his address but <laughs> um, so you would have to be comfortable enough with that i don't get i don't get a sticker gratis yes you'll get a sticker of course um and so will you ski uh, <laughs> and, and any people that, that happen to hear this um so did you pay for these stickers out of your own pocket yes i did really yeah well i'm selling that book yeah <laughs> you better not no i'm not i'm not selling the book but yes i am paying for the stickers yeah. and the stamps to send them out out of my own pocket okay. so um, i paid for Numi's prize and shipping out that's, of my own pocket that's yeah. true yep you did so well god bless you both mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah so like i said uh send us a message and you know if you can you know if you have any uh exposition you want to include with that as far as if you're enjoying the series or things we can do better or Absolutely. or things that your favorite parts whatever we'd love to hear any of it yeah. but the main thing is we got to know where to send the sticker to yes yeah, so. absolutely and you want to send us a picture of wherever you posted the sticker oh that'd be awesome yeah once you get the sticker that'd be great but yeah. i'll have them in hand ready to start mailing out once that week is gone so the more graffiti the better mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah and i would say if you get it to us even on the uh the 17th we'll still honor it so even though technically the next episode will be out that day there'd be like 10 hours that morning yeah, that yeah, would be yeah. in the first week yeah. we'll still honor it all the way to the end of that day okay. so uh, so we hope to hear from anybody on that and and i'm glad you stay stuck around this long through the episode it's a rather long one to yeah. to hear it um but yeah. now back to the business the oh yeah by all means i was glad to i'm yeah, we have some really cool listeners i feel like yeah, and, and i hope yeah. this those specific ones that have reached out to us before all all you know participate with this as well but i hope we get some new people also reaching Absolutely. out yep. so i hope, hope stacy gets mm-hmm. one i hope jennifer gets one i hope angel gets one definitely cj hope, of uh, course yeah cj uh definitely mario mm-hmm. uh, mermaiden 34 yes definitely goes without saying yeah prince is my idol uh pick me <laughs> <laughs> you know I'll, I'll be shocked if either of those two <laughs> reach out but uh, by all means too if you have a friend that you've been wondering should i recommend this show to my friend this would be a good opportunity so they can listen to the episode and, uh-huh. uh, you know, get some swag. Exactly. exactly. Put that sticker on your, uh, on your laptop. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're at the coffee shop doing your work, <laughs> right? Everybody, knows, they'll ask about it and you exactly. can be like, it's a ninth rate podcast exactly. that I listen to and you should too. Exactly. <laughs> With every listen, they get closer to the eighth rate. <laughs> <laughs> and yet further as well. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, back to the business at hand. Um, Brent, who is your MVP for that episode? I'm going to go with uh, Sophia. You know, um, I really liked um, her line of, you know, the Chinatown line. Hawkins and, yeah, the mm-hmm. Chinatown reference. And also, that just, was really good. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Um, and I think. I do not think we're overly harsh on the Goldens when they try to do a serious episode mm. because it seems like generally when they try that, they fail miserably. But I thought this was a, a solid attempt at, you know, doing a serious episode. And yeah, I think they, they managed still to, they managed to yeah. bring along a lot of comedy, too. I exactly. Mm-hmm. I think this is definitely the most successful, very special episode mm-hmm. that they've done. And I think a lot of that rests on Sophia's tiny little shoulders. Well, fair enough. How about you, Ski? You get your MVP. Uh, she had to have. I had to be Sophia, yeah. I thought uh, she she always had the best interest of her friend at heart, even if it meant extra hardship on her end. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has good lines, and hey, her name's in the episode. Ironically, I was debating on two people for my MVP, and neither one was Sophia. Um, I, I really loved Rose's lines in the episode. I thought she killed it there. But Blanche ultimately won my MVP. Uh, yeah. I thought you were going to go with uh, you know, Blanche's two bosoms. <laughs> <laughs> I almost went with Blanche, actually. Had she gone ahead with the job, then I would have had to give it to the new cast members. But... <laughs> 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 
But no, I thought Blanche did a great job in this one. I, like, I thought it was really well done, actually, by all four of our primary people yeah. and the and the guest actors as well did did fine jobs too. If I, I mean, no Paul Dooley's by any means no. as far oh, as guest yeah. actors go, but they all held their own. Yeah. So. Do you want to hear my little quip I was going to have if Blanche was my MVP? Sure. I was saying, at first, you know, she was trying to save the world from small boobs, mm-hmm. but then in the end, she saved an old woman from bad conditions. <laughs> Fair enough. I thought you were going to say, but eventually she saved a small boob. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ski, how many slices of cheesecake did this one garner for you? I gave it seven. Seven? I thought I really liked it. I thought it was a great episode with all the girls involved, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the selfish uh, act from Blanche, mm-hmm. who is not often do selfless acts mm-hmm. or selfless acts. Mm-hmm. She doesn't often have disposable income. That is <laughs> true. true. Uh, pretty funny dialogue, and uh, I gave it extra points for the uh, title. Very nice. And how about you, Brent? Um, probably six and a half. Yeah. Six and a half? Yeah. Same reason Ski mentioned mostly? Yeah, exactly, and everything I mentioned earlier about, you know, it was a it was a solid special episode. Yeah, I gave it seven also. I, I agree with everything that you had said earlier as far as They've never been able, in my opinion, to really balance the comedy with the heavier aspects of it. But they really did a good job in this one to where it didn't feel heavy-handed. It didn't feel depressing, even though there was, you know, some sad depressing aspect to it, yeah. aspects to it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, too, their their B story was kind of silly enough that it lended itself to more well, you know, comedy being Well, we haven't mentioned yet, but this is the second time Blanche wanted to get a boob job, isn't it? I think she might have mentioned it before in the past. I um, thought there was like a pretty significant episode, or a pretty significant part of an episode. Oh, where yeah, she, where she had gone to, well, she was going for a, she was everything. Yeah, the whole, the full Monty yeah, on that one. They were going to lift her high knee and do her face and everything. Because yeah. she had like various right, right. body parts from various celebrities. Oh, yeah, she was putting the little Frankenstein like picture together. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, I had forgot that aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so um, a, a solid episode. I, I think so far I think it might be the best episode of the season as far as the scores go between the three of us. Um, so we'll see. It should be one that will at least be contending for the best episode of the season when it's said and done here in a few weeks. Okay. So, we'll so yeah, like I said, uh, do you guys have anything else to add before we close out? Happy New Year. Oh, yeah, Happy New Year. Ten Indeed. days passed, but Happy New Year nonetheless. Yeah. Should have mentioned that last week. Uh, we probably did. Um, we, we got off in weeks, though, a little while back where I was like, oh, it's whatever date today, and I was wrong. I was like a week off or a couple <laughs> weeks there, and it got pointed out to me by, uh, I, I can't remember if it was, uh, I think it was Stacy that pointed out, but it might have been Jennifer. Thank, thank you, Stacy. <laughs> bring me down a peg. Exactly. I, I think as much as I love our listeners and our interactions, I do wish they would interact with us more to badmouth you. <laughs> wow. You know, I don't think that there's ever been a bad mouthing of you or Ski, but there's been a couple that border on it for me. <laughs> <laughs> for what it's worth. Um. You don't know this yet, but it was all Brent. The, yeah, the those, time. those accounts were made by him. Jennifer, <laughs> Stacy, just catfishing you from various yeah. lady profiles. <laughs> I don't know it's how I'd feel his, about it if uh, his secret hobby. Yeah, that every person that's ever reached out to us was all Brent. <laughs> I'd be impressed to a certain extent. Um, impressed I would definitely and be impressed. But anyways, uh, so yeah, don't forget to contact us to get your sticker. Uh, whether you're a new listener or a longtime listener, we'd certainly love to send one out to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, between now and then, and forever, stay golden, <laughs> Coco.
Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome conversations on there. Yeah, we see you in silence. Email us at Sophia's Choice Podcast at gmail.com. We flash a look like how was your reach us on Twitter at Sophia's Choice PC. Plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden. No, the chase and the dragon of the five star review. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, and of our, which we've gotten two. <laughs> we've gotten like thirteen. Nice. We've gotten thirteen reviews. Twelve of them five star. Nice, nice. I realized. Did you I... put this here to try to trap me? I just stabbed my foot on this half a toothpick. No, no. That's not not my, today. That's not my mo. It's been, it's been sitting there. What would your mo be? I don't know, but it wouldn't involve a tiny prick. That's that's more ski <laughs> thing. Thanks. See, we got recorded now. <laughs> that's why I brought my A game. Yeah, plenty of uh, end episode gold being spun as we speak. trying to try to step it up all all of a sudden. Exactly. So. The tongue count was good. Yeah. The prick was better. Yeah. <laughs> Come for the tongue, stay for the prick. <laughs> Is that your motto? <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good motto. Yeah, but do you put like comma please at the end of that? Yeah. So. It's more of a shrug. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you think? He just tax an or best offer. Yeah. <laughs> takes what he can get. Exactly. What he can get. Beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> right. <laughs> I appreciate a person who knows their station. Uh-huh. Exactly. I'm just throwing it their way, see if they pick it up. Right, yeah. <laughs> what is it? Uh, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> <laughs> so even though Ski is shooting point oh oh three percent he's still. <laughs> yeah. He just takes a lot of shots. Um. Hey, now, if you remember back in CYO ball, mm-hmm. I think I took one shot all year, mm. made that. Oh, so he shot 100% for the season. <laughs> yeah, that was a miserable year of basketball. <laughs> um. I still had fun because we got to play together. It was yeah. Like, is that the first time we had a whole season together? That was the first time we had any season together because the uh, – the time when we should have played together in eighth grade, you never got a physical, so you well, were there for I the was early there for practice. practices. Yeah, yeah, but, but... yeah, but not for a game. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have to play together in a game for it to be considered fair a enough. season. Fair enough, yeah. Because I mean, otherwise, we played many seasons together on the playground, <laughs> 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 with each lunch session being a season. That's right. That's so, right. Anyways, so you guys ready to jump into this episode? Yeah, whatever you guys are. Good job. Do you have your one-point font? Um, no, I was about to comment on that. I was like, as soon as I printed it out, I realized how big it was. I was like, I got quite a bit of extra space on this one. What, what you got over there? Huh? Huh? Was I not doing the recap? Uh-uh. Really? Yeah. Are you serious? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, you totally had me. I really thought, because... Well, you have a paper in your hand and everything. Because um, I, well, did. And it looks in like my, it has one paragraph, which is about the size of your typical recap. Well, in my head, I remembered you'd commented on uh, yeah. on the chat thing about having a specific episode. I was like, mm-hmm. that that wasn't the one he wanted, yeah, is it? Yeah. 
I had, um, while I was watching it, I had something I wanted to say, and I oh, was like, okay. well, I need to jot that down so I make sure I get the, you know, <laughs> it just right, mm-hmm. and then I do a couple more things, so I just have like five random things. Oh, okay, yeah, I actually I like have it. some random things from this episode, too. Yeah. I wonder if any Excellent. of ours uh, overlap. overlap, yeah. The Venn diagram of... <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a special episode. Mm-hmm. Right. It is, but... Really? Title. Oh, yeah. All right, that's... You're a son of a bitch the way <laughs> you're so blase about it. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I, always, I, always forget the, I always forget this thing's actually called like Sophia's Choice in uh, the Golden Girls podcast. What do you think it's called? Like in your mind, what do you like? It's, it's the Brent show with uh, Brent. Brent and company. Brent and acquaintances. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. With your host Brent and other <laughs> special guest star Brent. <laughs> Today, filling in doing the recap will be well, it's not Brent, but it's somebody <laughs> exactly. else. Not important. Exactly. Yeah. You'll have a bunch of crap, and then every now and then he'll chime in with some good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Set me up. Go ahead. <laughs> going to quietly meditate and rust up for the next opportunity That's to right. shine. That's right. <laughs> and shine you will, my friend. <laughs> like a crazy diamond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, okay. So I'm hoping you listened to the episode. Um, I hope that the static wasn't too much of a hassle for you to get through because I think we had some pretty good banter in that one. But if it was, if you had to get, you know, just skip through to the end, um, I didn't want you to miss out on the promotion for this special episode. So if you uh, send us either through Twitter at, uh, at Sophia's Choice PC, or you can send us a message through Instagram, um, or you can send us a message on our Facebook page. Uh, send us a message on any of those three ways with your uh, address. We will send you out a, a Sophia's Choice sticker uh, featuring Ski's awesome artwork that we have as our logo. Um, it's the first merch that we've ever made for the show, and, and we would love to send those out free of charge to anybody if you're international or local. But you have to send us something within the next week, so we need to have it by next Monday. This episode is dropping on the 10th, so by January 17th, you need to have that information to us. We'll give you all the way till midnight on the 17th Eastern Time to uh, send us that information. And even if you don't want to uh, give us your address information, if it's not worth it to you to get a sticker, uh, we still would love to hear from you. We love, love, love any kind of listener interaction. It's probably our favorite part of doing the shows, other than, of course, just getting an excuse to rewatch the Golden Girls. Um, so, yeah, even if you don't feel comfortable giving us that information to get a sticker out of us, uh, please touch base with us. Just let us know that you're listening. And uh, and if there's things we could be doing better, let us know. And if there's things you're enjoying, let us know that as well. But thank you if you've listened all along. We really appreciate it. This is your first episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, but uh, we'll be looking forward to hearing from all of you and uh, sending out these stickers as, as soon as we hit that deadline. So stay golden, everybody, and uh, stay golden, Coco.